I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. Welcome to Rich Text, a podcast about our cultural obsessions, like ourselves, like, and me especially. I am obsessed with myself. Mostly Claire. Mostly Claire. (laughs) We share that obsession. If you're listening today, you're already a paid subscriber to our audio and written newsletter, Rich Text. Thank you, as always, for being here. You quite literally make our work possible. You are our heroes. And we're here today for a more personal chat than usual because I have been out for about four months. I was back last week because we absolutely had to do Selling Sunset as soon as humanly possible, but we never really caught up about the past few months. Yes. Yes. We're going to talk about some of the shows that Claire missed recapping, get her thoughts. We're going to talk about what it's been like for Claire to have a second child, what it's been like for me to figure out how to kind of keep this business running while she's on maternity leave because this was our first go around of someone being on leave while we were independent. So this is a whole brave new world for both of us. Peak girl bossing from Emma (laughs) while I was out. It was really incredible to watch. I love to girl boss. I love it. (laughs) But girl bossing, like, exactly the right amount without (laughs) gaslighting or gatekeeping. So, yeah, we wanted to check back in with each other. We wanted to check back in with all of you, our favorite people. And should we start with TV just because I miss so much good TV? I don't know. So much. (laughs) I know. We were trying before this to figure out what Claire had missed, and turns out it was a lot. It was like everything. Every time I turned on Netflix, it was like, surprise, Love is Blind is here. Surprise, they're doing Golden Bachelor and BIP at the same time this year. It's so I was, rude. I couldn't believe how much they had scheduled to happen exactly during my leave. And did you, you missed, did you miss the end of charity season? Yeah. Yes. I did. Yeah. That feels like a million years ago. I know. I, I I had almost forgotten that that was even happening when yeah. you left. I, so much has happened in only four months. I can't believe I know. this many shows have aired. I know. I, like in Bachelor years, we're like six years past charity at this point. I know. Um, but I will say I'm very happy for her and Dotton, as we had discussed many times on the show. And we were not spoiled, which sometimes people will like message us the winner or something annoying like that. We still could tell it was going to be Dotton. It was so obvious what their connection was. So it was really beautiful to see that love story like come to a conclusion. And we're very happy for them. I'm very happy for them. Me too. I know. And I think that we had felt at the time that like charity season felt different. The tone. And we were curious whether that would continue into Paradise and into Golden Bachelor. So I'm curious to ask you. Do you think it has? Do you feel a shift in or has there been a change in how icky you feel (laughs) watching these shows? Honestly, yes. And I am suspicious of my own responses because we knew there had been this big shakeup that Fleiss was out. Mike Fleiss, the legendarily misogynistic creator of the show who was always kind of the man behind the curtain his tastes really shaped the whole franchise and so we were excited we were like maybe it'll be better and less gross and so I feel like I was primed to have that impression but it actually does feel less gross to me and that doesn't mean that they're 
taking everything super earnestly or that they're never doing anything that maybe could come off as icky or borderline. But it just feels like the balance is much different now. Like when they do a comedy bit on Paradise, it might it might verge on tasteless, but it doesn't usually feel like it is designed around the unwilling humiliation of a woman for example like it feels more like the contestants are part of it they're in on the joke which is something we always love when we watch a reality show like this is to feel like the contestants are knowingly part of constructing the the comedy of it themselves and that they're full participants so like sam's whole poop baby arc i didn't hate it because it felt like sam was game and she thought it was funny and you don't have to be ashamed of pooping. So if she's I not, totally agree. I think that's great. And I related because, and I will share this here exclusively on Rich Text. I have been where Sam is and <laughs> pregnancy constipation is no joke. I was never <laughs> constipated before I got pregnant. I've never been so constipated in my life as I was with the second pregnancy. Is, is it just because all the organs are? Oh. Yeah, I think it's a combination <laughs> of that and like the baby is sucking up various vitamins and water that you might need. Oh, <laughs> So you really if and I'm not great about <laughs> hydrating. If you're not hydrating enough, if you're not like eating plenty of fiber, smaller space, water, nutrients <laughs> getting sucked into another location. It's not a good situation. I've been where Sam was, and I will say, I will share with all of you, if you're ever there, I opted for an enema, and I really recommend it. It works, and then you don't have to have surgery. I mean, this was our position at the time. She should she should go just, for the enema. Just do it. It's not fun. No one <laughs> wants to be in that position, but if you're there, you got to go for it. But I was familiar with also a lot of Aaron S.'s home remedies from this time in my life. I was like, oh, yeah, olive oil shots, absolutely. Like... <laughs> sort of greasy foods absolutely fiber yes moving your body around 100 percent. he knows his stuff you know that was a delightful relationship overall and I completely agree with you like the tone just does feel a little different it feels more fun to watch the last few seasons I'd say charity season paradise and golden which of course are still ongoing but all of those have felt fun yeah, and I've loved seeing them play with different tones because Golden Bachelor has a very different tone from Paradise, which has a very different tone from, of course, Bachelorette. And so they're able to kind of have this spectrum from very silly and campy to very earnest and corny, which, of course, is Golden Bachelor. Golden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Bachelor usually falls somewhere in the middle. I do think that I love... I loved Golden Bachelor and it was so refreshing and I loved some of the different things they tried with like the cold opens and just having a more wholesome tone. At the same time, by the end, I think I'm starting to feel like it's getting a little too wholesome for me. And if they do it again, I would love to see them be a little more lean a little bit more into the interpersonal drama and and conflict, because I feel like this season was very light on conflict. And there's a side of that that's very wholesome. But also I was like, that is what makes these shows kind of interesting to dissect. Yeah, I think they saved all the conflict for Gary's turmoil at the end. We <laughs> yeah. we haven't seen the finale when we're taping this, but I've been thinking so much about it. And it seems like we are going to see one woman 
I now suspect it's Leslie, be very disappointed and very hurt. And Gary beat himself up as a result. Yeah, it's like all of the drama was just saved for that last that last episode. Yeah, it's the Leslie Teresa ending combo is such an interesting juxtaposition to me. And the finale will have aired by the time this is published, yes. but it hasn't aired at this point because Teresa never seemed that solid of an option for Gary to me. But I think that's just because I don't really enjoy her personality as much as most of the other women. Like, it's a really Same. strong cast. I, I really liked all the women. But, you know, Teresa did come off to me in that conflict with Kathy, Kathy as a little oblivious, a little like she's being so nice, but she's not actually being kind. She's not paying attention to how she's coming off to the other women. I found it a little irritating. And so just that little bit, I was like, she's off the top of my list. But Gary is really drawn to her, I think, because they have so many similarities these long marriages that were very happy and they're very close with their kids and their grandkids. And they're both, I think very Christian coded. I don't know if we know that much about their exact religions, but they don't know, but I, I have done a bit of a deep dive because a few friends were like, Oh, I was reading Teresa as Jewish. And I was very certain she was not Jewish. Her name is Teresa. Her name is Teresa, and she does definitely celebrate Christmas. Yeah. So she's from New Jersey. I mean, I have a lot of Catholic family from New Jersey, and so she, her energy is very familiar to me. I was like, she is probably Catholic. That is from that. That was my read. Yeah, that was my read as well. And we know that Gary went to Catholic school, but I don't know if he's Catholic. Yeah, it's been interesting how. That is one return to form on Golden is that they have really, really made an effort to obscure basically any conversations between Gary and the women about religion and politics. Not even a hint, even though the women's at least Jewishness has been on full display between each other. But when it comes to Gary and I think I suspect that that is going to play a big role in ways that we can't see in his final decision. And I think I let myself get kind of swept up and I just like Leslie. I would want to hang out with Leslie way more than I'd want to hang out with Teresa. Sexy and exciting. And so I think Greg and my mother-in-law and like most people I've talked to about this were just like, oh, he's going to pick Leslie because that attraction is so obvious. Something that clarified my thoughts on this because I've really thought it was Leslie. And then by the end of last episode, I was really unsure. And then the more I thought about it in the interim, I've now convinced myself that it's going to be Teresa. We'll see. We'll this, see. You'll, you'll all know yeah, by the time this airs. Know. We but can cut things- all of this when we're wrong <laughs> yeah. and it looks stupid. Um, but we will be discussing this on Yes, we won't to spend too, it, much, so. <laughs> too much time. Love is Blind, famously, <gasps> according to me, the worst season of Love is Blind we've ever had. I, I mean, at least, it, at least it was different, right? We've never <laughs> had a season like that it's before. True. They didn't even have a golden couple to offer us. We've seen them try to position couples of varying strength as the golden couple you know Cameron and Lauren are not remotely in the same league as like a Danielle and a Nick I I said that the opposite way around but Cameron and Lauren are in the higher league as a golden couple 
But they always have one couple that they can position that way. And this season was just such a fucking mess. They're just like, we have a couple for you. You just listened to a free preview of this week's Rich Text podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to listen to the rest of this week's podcast and our entire Rich Text back catalog, you can become a paying subscriber at clarendemma.substack.com. If not, you can still enjoy our free weekly recommendations. Rich Text is hosted, produced, and edited by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray. You can find the written version of Rich Text at clarendemma.substack.com. You can find us on Instagram at Claire and Emma Pod, and you can find our other podcast, Love to See It, over at Stitcher and wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as on TikTok and Twitter at Love to See It Pod. You can also find us individually at Claire E. Fallon and at Emma Lady Rose. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.